Tabby Smiley, this is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. So glad to have you in with us in this hour. We start with the music of Kanye West because June is Black Music Month. And every day during the month of June, we are featuring a different artist on uh, this program. All three hours of our program, we're playing the best of these great African-American artists as we celebrate once again June is Black Music Month. We had Sly and Family Stone on Monday, uh, Dizzy Gillespie on Tuesday, uh, Prince's uh, birthday was yesterday. He was Jehovah's Witness and didn't really celebrate birthdays, but it would have been his 65th birthday had Prince uh, uh, were Prince still with us yesterday. So we did the music of Prince yesterday, and today we will uh, play Kanye West uh, for uh, the next uh, two hours of this program. So uh, that's why you're hearing Kanye, and you'll hear more of him over the next two hours. Again, as we celebrate June, uh, Black Music Month here on KBLA Talk 1580. Enjoyed immensely that conversation with Dr. Cornell West. Hope you learned a great deal more about why he's running for president and we wish him all the best uh, in his campaign. He'll be back on this station, I'm sure, many times or at least a few times between now and Election Day. But it was great to get him in here uh, early on in the campaign for his first uh, sit down interview. Uh, on this talk radio station, we uh, uh, appreciate Dr. West for coming in to see us. Now, um, can AI, uh, artificial intelligence reporters, be the answer to reviving the struggling news industry? Imagine a scenario where artificial intelligence reporters produce news articles that are indistinguishable from those written by human journalists. Our guest in this hour, Von Reese, is the founder and CEO of Haywire AI. He recently conducted an eye-opening experiment that put his idea to the test. His own staff could not differentiate between articles written by humans and those generated by an AI reporter named Wells, named after trailblazing reporter Ida B. Wells Barnett. Dr. West and I were just discussing uh, Ida B. Wells uh, in our uh, prior conversation. So it raises a, a profound question, it seems to me, about the future of journalism. Can AI-powered news gathering uh, and reporting tools serve as a catalyst for revitalizing an industry in crisis? Or does AI pose a threat to journalistic integrity? I mentioned earlier at the top of the first hour that the LA Times just announced they're cutting 13% of their newsroom, and so this industry is in trouble. And so I ask, not at all rhetorically, is AI the answer to the prayer? I am pleased to welcome into this studio Von Reese. Uh, Von, good to have you on. Thanks for your time, sir. Great to be here. Thank you. It's great to have you here, man. Glad we got now. There's a whole lot to talk about. Uh, as we say around here, we got a, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah. So I'm glad to have you in to, to sort, of, uh, sort of unpack this, this, this idea. So first of all, tell me about Haywire AI. Well, um, Haywire AI sprouted out of uh, our own need. Um, I founded a publishing company, newspaper publishing company, 27 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, back when newspapers were newspapers. And so as times have progressed and um you know we've had to stay up with technology with you know how to stay viable right Mm -hmm. so um a couple of years ago i stepped back into the company i I was kind of an absentee owner i was off doing technology things Mm -hmm. and working in silicon valley in new york and doing different things and um i stepped back in and i decided to sort of charge the you know lead the the digital transformation of our old Crusty newspaper company, right? <laughs> and so um, we we launched uh, HeySoCal.com, which is a Southern California news portal. And you know, in we had a lot of learning that we did in in, in the process of building that, in in terms of trying to cultivate that, build a business model out of that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we realized was, um, you know, volume of content, quality content translates directly into revenue. Mm-hmm. 
And so there's this need for constant um, publishing of new articles on a, you know, every hour, every minute, every 10 minutes, right? Um, you got to capture that traffic. And so, mm, you know, newspapers being going through what you just mentioned, you know, st our staff was, is cut by 70% from mm. our, at, at our height back in 2006 till now, we've shrunk tremendously along with every other newspaper organization. Mm -hmm. So um, I started to look at oh, how do we produce content that's, you know, cost effective, uh, also maintaining the level of quality and journalistic integrity of, of that content. And um, while we were, you know, looking at different uh, possibilities, we, we thought about creating a marketplace for journalists to come in and start to sort of like, uh, uh, you know, manage projects that we would post on our, on our uh, portal. And, you know, we we're looking at different ways mm -hmm. to make this work and increase the volume of content. One of the things that we looked at was, okay, what about AI? This And this is about a, over a year ago when ChatGPT hadn't come out yet. Mm -hmm. There was no, really not a lot of conversation. You know, AI wasn't what it is today in terms of the, the conversation. Right. So we started looking at some tools. We, we looked at a couple of tools that were doing some text uh, AI generation. And as we started to look at those and we, we tried those, we, we realized that really the quality isn't there um, for journalism, you know, it, it's more intended for marketing purposes, create marketing emails, um, create sort of like general blog posts, that sort of thing. But being a, being a technologist and not being that smart myself, mm -hmm. I decided, you know what, let's build our own. Mm -hmm. The technology is promising and there, there may be a way to take this and actually um, build layers on top of it to make it viable for journalism. Hold that thought. So mm -hmm. I want to hear more when we come forward about how um, he built uh, a system uh, taking advantage of AI that is viable, to use his phrase, for journalism. Our guest in this hour is Von Reese. He's the CEO of Haywire AI. And we're talking, in case you've just tuned in, uh, about whether or not AI uh, is the answer to reviving the struggling news industry. What Haywire AI went through is the same thing the LA Times is going through right now. Every paper is trying to um, address this issue, not just papers, but just, uh, you know, the, the, the news industry, uh, the print industry writ large, uh, all are facing the same challenges. Uh, what can AI do to come to the rescue? Or uh, is AI uh, posing a threat to journalistic integrity? Just getting started in this hour with Von Reese, who you're listening to right now on KBLA Talk 158. It's the music of Kanye West today on KBLA Talk with Kennedy. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. I'm glad to have you tuned in in this hour of our uh, program today. Uh, June is Black Music Month, and so uh, Kanye West is our artist in residence, as it were, today. And so for the rest of this program, the music of one Kanye West. In this hour, we are pleased to be joined uh, by Von Reese, who's the CEO of Haywire AI, as we're talking about whether or not AI um, can uh, address uh, the problems that this struggling news industry is having in this country. Uh, and um, 
again, Vaughn uh, conducted an interesting experiment, which we'll talk about here in just some, uh, in a moment here, um, that uh, <laughs> had him discover that his staff could not differ- differentiate, that is, between uh, articles written by humans and articles written by an AI reporter that he named Wells after the trailblazing reporter Ida B. Wells Barnett. We'll talk about why he called it Wells in a moment here. But you were telling me just before uh, that break, Vaughn, you were teeing up um, the challenges that your uh, publication was having. And you decided to figure out a way to use AI in a news space. Pick up the story. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> we started to look at different uh, tools within the AI realm, and we discovered they were not really built for, mm-hmm. uh, as I said, they were not really built for news. They're, they're more sort of rudimentary for sure. marketing content. So uh, we thought, okay, uh, how do we take this technology and enhance it, build layers on top of it to make it viable for journalism, right? And so um, when I started talking with some of the tech people in our on our staff, um, they said, well, um, I just can't hear anymore. Is that, are we still good? No, yeah, yeah you're, you're okay. still good. Go ahead. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know... They asked me, how do we make this viable for journalism and uh, what should we do? How to, what uh, sort of like guardrails should we build into this? I said, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. There's like tried and true journalistic standards and practices that have been around for 100 years. We need, we, all we got to do is take those and make the AI work with that rather than the other way around, mm-hmm. right? So these are the rules that we're going to play by and we have to make AI work within that framework. And so uh, we spent months working uh, with technologists and AI experts and our, our own development staff and um, incorporated, you know, took these, these, you know, existing principles in journalism and, okay, how do we make AI do this? How do we make it do that? How do we make it do that? So building multiple layers of verification upon verification for mm-hmm. all the information that's being considered for a story, for example, right? <clears throat> so the ultimate result was, you know, we, we created this system and we filed a 66-page patent describing exactly how that happens, mm-hmm. right? And um, so <clears throat> the end result is that um, Wells will once turned on, like you, you program it once, uh, not really program it, you, you give it some parameters. You say, I want stories about national politics. I want uh, five of those every three hours and I want it in perpetuity and concentrate on, you know, a particular aspect of politics. You know, we, mm-hmm. we only want to cover... Uh, the presidential race or something. Yes, exactly. Okay, sure, sure. So, so then we, you turn it on and we even have the ability to give it a voice. We can say, you know what, write this in, the, in like AP style, mm-hmm. uh, write it in the voice of Dr. Dr. West, mm-hmm. <laughs> write it in mm-hmm. the voice of Tavis Smiley, right? Mm-hmm. And so you turn it on and you, you let it go. And so every hour or every, however you, whatever you told it to do, mm-hmm. it would generate five stories. Uh, what it does is it scrapes the internet finds uh, new information. It's real time. So literally within seconds of news coming out, it's finding that news. Mm -hmm. And, uh, okay, that's important. That's important. That's important. It identifies the stories that it wants to tackle. Then when it finds those stories, it it then goes to find other sources that are also covering that story. So um, it'll find a minimum up to five, ten 
different sources that have also covered this particular story or that particular subject. Mm -hmm. And so it uh, verifies all the information uh, for that particular story, multiple layers of that. And it doesn't put the story out until every aspect of that story has been verified multiple times. I'm listening to you explain this, and it's fascinating for me. Um, And and what occurs to me, you know, pretty, uh, pretty acutely here is that it can only write a story by pulling from sources that are already there, which means that that's not real reporting. (laughs) Reporting is coming. Reporting is what I just what I'm doing with you right now. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm asking you questions. I'm learning more about you. I'm learning about Haywire AI. I'm learning about the way you created um, this, uh, this portal, this system to take advantage of AI, uh, to write stories. Uh, I spent an hour talking to Cornell West, asking him questions. So AI can only take what I just asked of Cornell West. It can only take what I just asked of Von Rees. And put that in a story, but it's not. That's not reporting. It's it's not interviewing people. It's not writing pieces. It's curating pieces. And if that's what we're talking about, then why are we even wrestling with this question of whether or not AI is the answer for the news industry? Well, that, does that make sense? That, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. a great question. And so, you know, uh, I sort of the regurgitation of existing news right. is sort of what you're, you're talking about. Exactly. And, you know, it's unfortunate, but what's happening now, because the, all of these news outlets are under such pressure to generate volumes and volumes, mm-hmm. every minute they're supposed to be posting a news story. Every yeah. five minutes they're Con- supposed to be Content, doing. content, right. content. Content, yeah. content. Yeah. And so for that reason, you're, you're absolutely right. That That's not what I would consider like investigative, true, mm-hmm. original content, right? Yeah. But... 90% of what's happening in the reporting world right now is that. So journalists get out, they graduate from school, they get a job at a newspaper or a station, right. and their first job is sit here, read the internet, find stories that other people have caught, and research it and rewrite it, mm-hmm. post it. That's all they do. Mm-hmm. So 90% of current reporting is that. Like, for example, if there's a court case happening, Mm-hmm. How many journalists are actually in that court case in New York? Mm-hmm. There's only 10 or 12 of them in the room. Right. They come out, they cover that story. They say this, this happened, that happened, this happened. And then how many hundreds of outlets report on that? Right. The, the, the Johnny Depp you know, court case. Sure. Uh, how many outlets were talking about internationally? Mm-hmm. But there were only a handful of reporters in that room. How did that all that happen? Right. Yeah. So this is what we're talking about. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no. So I was going to say, so because of this, the limited number of staff that are left in all the newsrooms, mm-hmm. the newsrooms shrank by a factor of whatever, mm-hmm. um, where those people used to go out and do investigative reporting, original journalism, go, go interview the mayor, go mm-hmm. do this, do that. They're not doing that because they're having to sit here and generate that volume of content, regurgitate all of this yeah. constantly. As, as, as we get more and more into these systems like your system, Wells, that's regurgitating this content, um, how, how, how do we deal with the issue of, of plagiarism, the issue of who owns that content? <laughs> if, your, if your system, Wells, is curating stuff from other stories – how is that original content from Haywire AI or whatever the publication may be, the LA Times, the New York Times, how is that original content, if it's pulling from other stuff that other folk have already written, it's not original journalism where I asked these questions and I got these answers? Yeah, great question. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
And I'll answer this question, and then sure. I want to go back to how, how we empower journalism by doing this. Sure. Right? Um, so we, we run uh, – Wells is doing anything that any reporter would do. Mm-hmm. A reporter reads these stories, sits down – a human reporter would sit down and write these stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they would make sure that they're not plagiarizing any portion of whatever they read elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Wells does exactly the same thing. Mm. So we have plagiarism filters that we can that we run mm. before the story is generated. Wow. So when we read these five stories or these eight stories and we and, and generated an original story from that, mm-hmm. then we run it through a plagiarism filter, which tells us, hey, I noticed this sentence is an exact mm-hmm. uh, you know, and then it tells Wells and then Wells will rewrite that. Mm-hmm. So Making sure there's no plagiarism happening <laughs> automatically. This is scary, man. This right? is really scary stuff. Um, t- tell me, I'm watching my clock. I got two minutes before news, traffic, and sports. Let me sure. ask this question, and it will continue when we come yeah, forward. Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier already a couple of times. It's called Wells, uh, named after the trailblazing reporter Ida B. Wells Barnett. Why? Why Wells? How did you choose that as the name? Well, you know, when we created this, so my personal passion and the reason I'm in this business is I'm passionate about journalism. I'm an activist. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I care deeply about social justice. It's the kind of family I grew up in. Uh, it's just the passion of mine and and uh, and everyone that we work with. Like you're not a part of our organization unless you're passionate about this. Right. And so <clears throat> when we when we were talking about building this, we thought, well, we need to the, the, it needs to have meaning. Mm-hmm. It needs to have it needs to honor this industry we're in this tradition yeah yeah and yeah. so we looked at a, a you know different names considered different people to to honor and she just rose to the top mm. um for myself i i've watched documentaries about her i've got choked up i mean yeah. i she was a force of nature and, and a magnificent human being and and i felt if we want to empower journalists and journalism yeah then who better to represent that uh yeah and Ida B. Wells. When I, when, I, when I saw that you had named it Wells, um, my first question was, why Wells? And I did uh, my research and realized, uh, again, that you named it for Ida B. Wells Barnett. I was like, <laughs> I laughed at myself as I am now because I'm thinking uh, about the, the heroic work that she did mm-hmm. and why she is so regarded by you, me, and so many others as, as such a towering journalist, towering public intellectual was Ida B. Wells Barnett. And I was laughing thinking if she only knew (laughs) (laughs) that all these years later, uh, there'd be a technology called AI, artificial intelligence, that would allow for the writing of original stories, uh, again, called from information that it finds on the internet uh, and, and pushes out these, these stories that may into the not in the not too distant future be challenging newsrooms or if not challenging newsrooms, certainly as a tool that newsrooms may take advantage of um, to get stories pushed out because they're laying people off left and right every day. If Ida B. Wells Barnett had any idea that that system would be named after her, uh, I, I imagine how uh, how she might respond uh, to uh, that that honor, uh, if I can put it that way, of the system being named after her. Uh, I digress on that for the moment. When we come forward after news, traffic, and sports, a great deal more to talk about regarding AI and whether or not AI is the answer to revive the struggling news industry. Our guest is Von Reese, CEO of Haywire AI, who you're listening to right now on KBLA Talk 1580. 
I'm Tavis Smiley, he's Von Reese, and you're listening to both of us right now on KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number, 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. Von Reese is the CEO, founder and CEO of Haywire AI. They've done something quite experimental that I suspect others will start copying or emulating, but they got a patent on it, so you ain't going to copy what they've done. <laughs> but others will start using this as an option. Uh, in case you've just tuned in, we've been talking about AI uh, as as as, a, as as the answer to the prayer, as I like to put it, uh, for the struggling news industry. The L.A. Times literally just announced they're laying off 74 reporters, 13 percent of their newsroom. Uh, and what the L.A. Times is up against, every other major publication in this country is up against, and that is um, how to uh, how to make money uh, in, a, in, a, in a world uh, where they are being forced to lay people off left and right. Uh, because everything is going online these days. And so one of the answers to the challenges that news industry, uh, news uh, outlets are, are, are facing is whether or not AI can be these new reporters. AI can do everything else, it seems. So um, what about using AI tools, reporting tools, as a catalyst for revitalizing this uh, uh, challenged news industry, or does AI pose a threat to journalistic integrity? Let me start with that question first, and then we'll get back to how this uh, can be used to empower journalism. But for those who think that 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 AI writing news stories, AI using AI, yours is called Wells, named after Ida B. Wells Barnett, that using this kind of technology is a threat, uh, a bastardization, if you will, to journalistic integrity about that von reese you say what we know ai is not new to to uh to news uh, outlets have been using ai to process data and generate automatic reporting in the data realm in the, in the financial realm in the sports realm and in various forms data has been used for years mm -hmm. in generating news content um to you know the 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 advancement of AI technology has essentially reached the point where we can do new things with it, mm -hmm. right? And that's really what we're doing. We're not, we, we haven't, we didn't invent the process of creating news using AI. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> All we did was enhance it. So we built layers on top of it to, to make it, um, to, to create a, a more robust tool, mm -hmm. uh, a little more complete uh, process in terms of how news is generated, right? Yeah. We're the first ones that I that, that I know of mm -hmm. that we know of where we're generating from A to Z like uh, it's self-prompted meaning that the AI doesn't need human prompting it actually goes and searches for stories qualifies them verifies them generates them mm -hmm. <clears throat> so that's kind of new mm -hmm. um, and that's what we've built um, so you know any tool can be used for good or evil, mm -hmm. right? The, how many times have we heard this? Oh, this technology sure. is going to destroy this mm -hmm. or that or the other, right? And humanity has a way of sort of bending these tools and technologies to their own needs, mm -hmm. right? And um, so just like any other AI can be used responsibly. And so for us, I, I can't really speak to, or I won't really speak to the general future of AI in military or any mm -hmm. other application, we feel that in our realm, what we want to do, we're passionate about journalism, we're passionate about bringing light to darkness in terms of informing our, our uh, constituency mm -hmm. about what's happening in their communities, what's happening in the world. And so to that end, this is a tool that 
we feel super powerful to make that happen. Um, one of our one of our YouTube uh, viewers are uh, we're on live stream um, uh, uh, right now, obviously, and one of our viewers is asking whether or not AI can lie. Now, before you answer that question, you talked earlier in this conversation about a system, a model that you have in place as part of your uh, your patent uh, on Wells, uh, your system, your AI system. Um, you talked about how you have a process where it can find lines that have been plagiarized uh, and, and have Wells rewrite that line. Um, but what about, what about lies? Um, can, can, it, can it, how do you detect something that AI pulls from another source that was wrong when it was written the first time? Well, we applied the same exact methodology as any, uh, Integris reporter would, mm-hmm. right? You you verify the information multiple times before you get out there and say whatever that is. So Wells right? is Wells is doing that multiple <clears throat> times. Absolutely. Okay. So we if if we only find the story through one source, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't get reported mm-hmm. um, unless it's something that's used as a lead, and then a human reporter decides to pick that up and really research it, right? Mm-hmm. But then Wells will do that as well. So. Uh, like I said, no story is generated by Wells unless it's been verified by a minimum of three to five sources, mm-hmm. uh, credible sources. Uh, so when we look at what sources we're u- using to generate stories, you know, um, it's a pretty wide range of uh, various other organizations that we look at, including government entities, uh, other news organizations, <clears throat> institutions, historical data. All of this is looked at um, and analyzed by Wells prior to, to generating a story. And then that story never uh, gets directly published by Wells. So this is something that we haven't activated, mm-hmm. that we Wells is not able to uh, gener- generate the story and publish it automatically. Mm-hmm. It always gets uh, submitted to a human editor who will look at it. And then um, inside of that, we also provide to that human editor all the sources that were used to generate this story by Wells. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's some really cool tools that we've, le- that we've built in to make the editor's life really easy in terms of being able to, oh, this was generated by Wells. What part of that came from where? What part of that, you know? So, 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 so you still need editors, <clears throat> reporters, not so much. So we do need reporters, okay. but not to do this work. Okay. <clears throat> so this is how we, you know, get, getting to the answer of how do we uh, empower journalism. Sure. So, you know, in our own organization over the years, we've done stories where, you know, Law enforcement got involved because we broke a story and, you know, the mayor of that city went to jail along with another council person. We did stories where we uncovered uh, an organization was dumping toxic waste into the L.A. River and the EPA got involved and they got fined $2 million. So that, those are not the types of things that AI can do, not yet anyway. Mm-hmm. And so um, those are the types of reporting, the original investigative type reporting that journalists go to school for and they're passionate about. That's, you know, nobody went to school and got spent all that time and energy to learn journalism and then come sit on a computer sure. and regurgitate, regurgitate, regurgitate. Right. So we want to take that away from uh, the mundane sort of like repetitive work from journalists so that they can now go and do what they're passionate about. I, I hear your point then about how that 
process would empower journalists and journalism. I, I hear that. How would you then define or describe the kinds of stories that AI, that Wells, your system, should focus on? Because it's not investigative journalism, obviously. You need humans for that. So how would you define the kinds of stories that you will have have Wells focus on? Well, there's there's really a wide range, and it's up to the the news outlet to decide. Like mm-hmm. I said earlier in the conversation, you can give it when you create uh, your account, so to speak, and you mm-hmm. create your first, uh, you, you know, it's a it's a it's an AI newsroom, okay, uh, comprised of multiple AI journalists, right? And so imagine if you have a newsroom and you you hire you know ten journalists, you give each one of them a beat, mm-hmm. right? So you can also create journalists, AI journalists, and give each one of them a beat. A beat. Okay, I got you, it. You cover entertainment in Chicago. I got it. I got it. You cover entertainment in L.A. Mm-hmm. You cover – and you write it in a particular voice. Mm-hmm. You cover technology. It, you know, So you can actually give parameters to each one of these AI journalists and say, okay, uh, journalist number one, yeah. uh, cover technology in the startup world in Silicon Valley, uh, specifically in the realm of biotech and – you know. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. And so then that AI journalist, that's all they're covering. Yeah. I take, I take your point about an AI newsroom. Um, when we come forward, I, I, I want to ask, I, I hear the argument, and it, it's, 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 it's plausible uh, that this technology, AI, your system, Wells, can empower journalism. On the other hand, given what's happening at the LA Times right now, which we referenced earlier, 74 more people, additional folk in their newsroom now being laid off, 13% of their newsroom. I suspect that there will be some, if not the owners, let me, put it, let me put it this way. I can see the owners of news outlets liking something like Wells, appreciating something like Wells, embracing something like Wells. I can also see the ways in which it threatens humans who have been reporters for years. Let's talk about that when we come forward with Von Reese, the CEO and founder of Haywire AI on KBLA Talk 1580. So, Von Reese, as I said a moment ago, I can see um, owners uh, in the news industry appreciating uh, a tool, an instrument, a reporter like Wells um, that you've created uh, at Haywire AI. Um, I can also see, while the owners would, em- would embrace it, excuse me, I can see reporters having disdain for it. You see it differently? You know, we've had this conversation with reporters, publishers, and editors. Mm-hmm. Uh, these conversations come up, if you can imagine, this is a not a new conversation. Sure. So, um, you know, there are not a lot of people that I know in our industry that do this uh, strictly for money. Mm-hmm. If you want to do that, you know, there's there wrong, are a lot wrong, of, wrong business. Yeah, there are a lot of other opportunities, <laughs> right? Absolutely. <clears throat> so. People that are in this business are generally in the business because they're passionate about something. They're mm. passionate about truth. They're passionate about journalism. You know, and so um, I can almost guarantee you, when they decided to lay off seventy-four people at the LA Times, that was not an easy conversation. That was not something they wanted to do. Right. You know, and so we're, you know, we feel that we actually might even help to be able to retain some journalists mm. by creating this process and this opportunity for a greater volume of content at a lower cost mm-hmm. publishers can can now take that uh work that isn't being done that's the higher volume and sorry the higher quality content mm-hmm. the 
the it's original stories that really are of much greater value than this regurgitated content, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can take the limited number of journalists that I have and I can have them go out and generate much higher value content, that's the original conversations you're having with government officials with when you're investigating something, then that to me is 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 something I've been wanting to do for a long time. I just haven't had the resources yeah. because I've had to take these people and allocate them here yeah. because this is what brings in the the dollars, right? Yeah. So if we can first and foremost take the this process that generates the traffic, which translates into dollars, and enhance that, so greater volume of content, uh, because AI can handle that much faster and a greater volume at a, a fraction of the cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that creates an opportunity to increase revenue mm-hmm. on that side, while at the same time taking those resources, those human resources that we have, allocating them to do original content, which is much higher value, which then enhances the entire, mm. it's sort of a win-win-win no. for across the entire ecosystem. I see the argument. I see the argument. I hear it. Um, when we come forward, our many moments with Von Rees, uh, it occurs to me that AI is also an issue in this current writer strike uh, that is uh, is underway, um, has been now for some time. I think it's going to be a long one. I don't see, uh, there's no evidence I see as yet. This is going to be a quick strike. So we're, we're, in for the, we're in for the long haul when it comes to this writer strike here in Hollywood. And AI is an issue in these negotiations. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come forward with Von Rees on KBLA Talk 1580. So, Von Reese, um, i got about four minutes left in this conversation. I thank you for coming in studio. It's been My great pleasure. to see you and have you uh, in this conversation about um, AI and what it can do uh, to empower journalism into the future, as, as, as Von sees it. Um, I said moments ago that AI is an issue in the, in the current writer's strike. Mm-hmm. They are concerned about the presence of AI in these writer's rooms costing some of them their jobs. What do you know or think about that? Um, you know, th- this this has also come up with conversations we've had with some large uh, news organizations, some national news organizations mm-hmm. that we're talking to, with about Wells. And one of the first things they say is, well, we don't want to uh, have this impact our people. We don't want to let anybody go because mm-hmm. of this. And then, in fact, in their union conversations, the uh, negotiations, the, the, uh, the subject has come up. So in the realm of newspaper and news in general, uh, we don't see it as a as a threat to jobs for journalists. Mm-hmm. We see it as a, something that will actually help news organizations sort of enhance their their revenue, enhance their services, and maybe even be able to expand their their human resources in mm-hmm. journalism. Right now, on the on the WGA side, you know, uh, we don't. I don't know enough about that industry and how that works to really comment. Um, mm-hmm about what the impact would be. But I would just say in general, I'm a fan of people and humans engaged in the creative process of almost anything, Mm -hmm. right? And in that realm, even if an AI can, I I think you would lose something if you had AI involved in generating, in in scripting shows and Mm -hmm. doing that sort of thing. I'm not a, a fan of AI being used in in that space in that space, okay. um, because the impact is different. The, yeah. uh, and again, I don't know much about enough mm-hmm. about that to really comment on that. But but my first impression would be, I stand with the writers. Um, yeah. I, I feel like that 
that's something that shouldn't mm-hmm. go away. It seems to me there is a creativity in what they do mm-hmm. that AI could not emulate. Um, and that's my take. I agree. So I think you and I agree on that. Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious here. So to the extent that you're onto something, and I think you are, uh, and that newsrooms into the future will start using Wells or a system like Wells, you got a 66-page patent on Wells, <laughs> so you're out front, you're ahead of most people. Uh, so it, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be long before they start using others start using the system I suspect that you have created. When I open up my paper or, or look into my phone and read a story curated uh, by by Wells, what's the byline? Um, haywire. Haywire. <laughs> we're using it on <laughs> HeySoCal.com right now as a yeah. test, just our own beta that right. we're running. Uh, we're actually la- launching a program. Uh, we're looking for beta partners yeah. currently, smaller to medium-sized organizations that yeah. are willing to use the system. Yeah. Um, so we just call it Haywire AI. Yeah. Um, so we're we're transparent about how this how and yeah. you know what the process was to generate these stories. Yeah, I was just curious who who gets the who gets the byline uh, when it's when it's generated by yeah. uh, by a by a, a system uh, an AI system uh, called Wells. Um, but I take your point. I, uh, I wouldn't be opposed to having our editors sub you know maybe generated by haywire ai edited by yeah i don't know that's that yeah. just popped in my head right now as you I mentioned that so right, well. you know. it's it's a, it's the creative process yeah yeah when you step into <laughs> a studio you get more creative uh, exactly. at kbla so i'm glad, glad to have you here. his name is uh von reese uh, he's the founder and ceo of haywire ai and uh as you've been listening to this conversation in this hour it's just a matter of time i believe before ai powered news gathering becomes a thing of the present, not a thing of the future. I think just a matter of time. Uh, Vaughn, uh, great idea, I think. I think, I think, I think, I think. Uh, great idea. Uh, I'm glad to have, you, uh, to have had you on to talk about it. Uh, thanks for coming to the studio once again. My pleasure. Thanks we so much for having me. We appreciate it. Our three of Tavis Smiley, after news, traffic, and sports, you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580.